Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, back recording live from our Podstream studios in Times Square. Folks, there is an alarming trend that is taking place now across the country. And no, I'm not just talking about COVID-19 and the pandemic, but I'm talking about the reaction and response to doctors and health officials, scientists that are taking part in meetings at school boards, right? In order to decide whether or not schools across the country should have a mask mandate. Now, we know we've been talking about this for quite some time. Ron DeSatan's response to that is that he's going to fine superintendents. He's going to dock pay of teachers and they can see other financial retribution that he wants to have against them for trying to protect children in the classroom. The thing that I want folks to understand, too, right now is this. Ron DeSantis, just like Donald fucking Trump, is not a goddamn doctor. He is not a medical professional at all. And so the idea that we are in this place where his state is a hot zone, where Republicans are totally okay that there is currently right now an increase of somewhere of 20% of infections of children, and that is before the school year actually kicks off, that we are having more and more conversations about how sick kids are getting, how young they are when they are getting sick, how prolonged the sickness is, is that essentially Republicans have said to the American people that your children are expendable. What I find laughable right now is how when we were talking about same-sex marriage, let's say back in 2015, when it passed and cleared the Supreme Court, everything with Republicans and white evangelical Christians was about what about the kids? And we can't talk about this in the schools. And what about the kids? Right. But when it comes to you actually keeping your kids safe from illness, prolonged illness or potential death, they're like, rip the masks off, liberate your children. You're a socialist. So here's the thing. 
This is what is really troubling me right now. And I want to bring it to your attention because it is a story that I I said I had to read twice. And it is out of uh, Mediaite. And it's this picture. Folks, when I tell you, if you look at this, it is video of angry parents harassing doctors and nurses that were taking part in a school board meeting in Tennessee. And this is what media reports. The school district of Franklin, Tennessee, was a site of major tension on Tuesday when anti-mask demonstrators concluded a day of protest by sending an ominous message to medical professionals encouraging mask mandates. The Williamson County School Board held a four-hour meeting with doctors and parents to discuss the implementation of a requirement for students, staff, and visitors to wear masks inside the elementary school buildings and on buses. So, folks, I want to start with this. First of all, the fact that the media has decided that this is a two-sided debate when it should not be, it's either you don't want to die and you don't want your children to die or you do. Right. And what is frustrating to me about the same logic that these people, these anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers are imposing on the rest of us is that here's the thing. These are the same type of tactics and bullshit and threatening and harassing that these people have had against abortion providers. Except here's the thing. My choice to get an abortion does not affect my neighbor. My choice not to get a vaccine for a incredibly contagious virus puts everyone in my community at risk. Now, particularly elementary school children are under the age of the vaccine definition of those that are safe to get vaccinated 12 and up, right? Which is middle school and up. So elementary school, while we have not during the first iteration of COVID-19, and I want people to understand that because when we were talking about infection rates for children and whether or not they get sick, we were talking about the alpha variant of COVID-19. We are no longer there, folks. We have moved on in the Greek alphabet. We are now at Delta Plus. And so DeSatan and Abbott and other stupid Republican governors are operating off of a set of also alternative facts because they're not actually facts, but they're basing their thoughts off of what we knew with Alpha. Delta Plus is also mutating, and there is Lambda that is also around and has been detected in the United States. And so when you have elementary school administrators, teachers, principals that are saying, we want to keep everyone safe, Whether or not you are vaccinated or not does not matter. What we know is that masks work, right? And so here we have these group of people who are protesting. Folks, and if you pull up, go to Mediaite, and if you pull up the pictures and the videos of this, the sea of white people screaming and spouting droplets from their mouth with no mask and don't mask my children, I felt scared. I feel scared for the people that are living in these red states. I feel scared for these doctors and these administrators that are just trying to do their jobs because you know what is going to happen. And we keep talking about this with our friend, Dr. Jonathan Metzl. What is going to happen is that come mid-October, a couple of weeks removed from the beginning of school, 
We are going to see mass hospitalizations and sickness of children that are ages 12 and below, if not all kids in general. But what Republicans are basically saying is that your children are expendable and that they are willing to accept a certain amount of death, a certain amount of severe illness, so long as they can purport liberty, right? That's where they are. And so I wonder how far are we willing to go down this horribly dangerous, toxic rabbit hole. Because what did I report yesterday? Governor Abbott has now called for health professionals from around the country to come in to fucking Texas to help out with their surge of COVID that that motherfucker caused, right? And so people are like, well, it's not the people of Texas's fault. It's their governor. And I'm like, how did he become governor? They voted him in. And so if I'm a healthcare professional, no, 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 I'm not going to the front lines of your fuckery. You deal with it, right? You set this up. You deal with it. These are your constituents that are going to die. These are your families that are going to be broken apart and devastated. And they are going to look to you and say, why didn't you warn us? Why didn't you tell us? So after peddling this type of non-science-based political bullshit for the past year and a half, this is where folks will end up. I don't know how you stay in office when your constituents are dead, but I guess we will find out. So at this meeting, continuing with the media, they say this, the chaos continued all the way into the evening with footage showing that medical officials left the meeting and were harangued by the anti-mask crowd in the parking lot. I don't like the word harangued. I, I think it's stupid. They were harassed. They were threatened. They were tormented, right? And you know what's worse, folks? Let me tell you this. Fucking police were present. Police were present while these health professionals were being harassed and threatened and they did nothing. Why? Because cops don't do shit when white people act up. They do absolutely fucking nothing. And so these people now, they went to the school board because they want to try and reason with these people because you went into a profession that is about health and healing and helping people. So you think we used to, right? If you remember last year at this time, we were clapping and applauding and playing violins and doing dances for healthcare professionals that were risking their lives to save us. This is what the fuck we have devolved into now a year later right? This is what our politics has done. This is what media who wants to present the mask issue as an issue, as if it is not basically, oh, I don't know, a kind of terrorist attack. If you really think about it, right? If you really think about the way in which these people are operating, they're not operating like regular anti-vaxxers. No, they are becoming more organized. They are becoming angrier. They are becoming a lot more vicious and they are moving and operating like a lynching mob, right? Like a group of domestic terrorists with cells all around the fucking country. That's how we need to be talking about these people because where we are is serious. Now, here's another article that, folks, I am deeply concerned, deeply worried about, and have been asking this question for a while on this show. I'm not sure about whether or not what the CDC is offering is actually 100% the truth. And I say that not because I am obviously not a Trumper and not because I don't believe in science, but I believe that things have become so politicized, right? That we are so broken that the CDC 
as a way to ensure that more people get vaccinated are not providing us with the kind of information that we need. Just as in June, it was, you're vaccinated, take your mask off. And I remember when that guidance came out and I said, I think that this is a terrible idea. I think that people have gotten used to masks, that they are operating in a way that is keeping people safe, and that whether or not you are vaccinated should not have stopped people from wearing masks in public, in indoor facilities at all. But when you tell people to take them off and then three weeks later tell them to put them back on because we have more information, that is dumb, right? Because you allowed people to have this false sense of security that they were free and clear knowing that you needed actually to have more information. So we should have been working through our vaccinations with the same social distancing and masking as researchers were understanding and learning more about how these variants are moving and how the vaccination is moving. And so in another article... And this time in New York Magazine, it is this. Too many people are dying right now. It's hard to look at these indicators and feel at all optimistic, says scientist Eric Topol. This article is terrifying. And why is that? It is because Eric Topol, scientist, is stating that he believes that the breakthrough infection rate with the vaccine is a lot higher than what the CDC is offering to the public. Now, we can all say that in the climate that we are currently in, this type of information becomes readily available. The anti-vaxxer and anti-mass stupid fucking group of people will then use this to say, well, see, We knew that the vaccine wasn't going to work, so there's no reason to get it. But here's the thing, folks. You're not going to die. I have known right now, and I know I was feeling this until I saw this report, that the breakthrough is higher than is being reported. And I will state this. Why is that? Because a majority, I would say 98% of my friends and family are all vaccinated. However, three of my small circle of friends contracted COVID after being 100% vaccinated. Outside of the two-week window of the second shot, they caught COVID. Two of them were completely fine, no symptoms at all. One of them actually had a really bad cold, like he indicated to me a really bad flu that knocked him out. But did he end up in the hospital? No. Is he attached to the ventilator? No. Is he able to now like continue on with work after a couple of days of being sick? Yeah, absolutely. So the vaccine does work. The vaccine does not stop us from getting COVID. The vaccine does not stop us potentially from falling ill. But what it is stopping is us from dying at the rates that we were dying pre-vaccination. What it does stop is the anxiety that we may lose somebody that we love and care about. I would rather catch COVID now being fully vaccinated and have a really bad cold, right? Than the possibility of losing my life or somebody that I care about. And so in this article, it's important for us to understand 
what is being said. So I will read this. The U.S. numbers are a bit wobbly these days, and there are huge variations state to state, reflecting disparities in vaccination rates, among other things. But at the national level, at least for the moment, the reduction of mortality risks seem to be considerably smaller. In the worst of this winter surge, the country was registering, remember this, 250,000 new cases per day. That is where we were. At its peak, that surge was killing, if you remember, 3,000 Americans a day. We were having a 9-11 every single day last winter. 3,000 people died in 9-11 and we rallied as a fucking country against the quote-unquote enemy. But here we are where we had 3,000 people dying a day and we were becoming more divided than ever because of the bullshit leadership that we had. He goes on to write this. Today, we have a bit more than 100,000 new cases each day, though the numbers are still rising as part of the Delta wave. If we had reduced mortality risk by 75%, that would mean about 300 daily deaths. If we had reduced it by 90%, it would mean 120. Instead, in our seven-day average, we just passed 500. Things may be even worse than that, though. In general, epidemiologists expect a lag of a week or two, perhaps more, between case peaks and death peaks, essentially the time it takes for a new case to progress through the full course of the disease. Early in the pandemic, the lag was a bit longer. Though in the U.S., during the winter surge, the gap between peaks was less than one week. And comparing case data from even one week ago with today's death data reveals an even grimmer picture, folks. Listen to this. About 75,000 cases per day, then yielding the current average of 500 deaths, suggesting the mortality rate had fallen by less than half since winter. If you work from two-week-old data, it suggests that the mortality rate had hardly fallen at all. Applying the winter ratio to the caseload from July 24th would predict an average of 600 daily deaths. On Friday, they were 763. The picture that this article is painting and this scientist is painting is telling us this, folks. We are not at the end of this pandemic. We are not post-COVID as the media so readily wanted to celebrate, as New York's concert wanted to celebrate. Oh, we're back. No, folks, we are not. We have been fed a false sense of security. The reality is this. People need to get vaccinated. Folks that are not vaccinated need to get vaccinated. Even with your vaccination, you need to be wearing a mask in public and in indoor spaces. Why? Because we are mutating on top of ourselves. And what we are learning, right, which is why I use the phrase needing to be intellectually nimble, right? What we are learning is that even if you are vaccinated, you can pass the virus through you to other people, right? 
you may not even know because you may be one of the folks that is showing no symptoms. But the fact is, is that if it is being passed on, there means that there is still an ample amount of virus that is present, which means that it still has the ability to mutate on top of itself. As soon as we heard about the Delta variant a month or two, a month and a half ago, we are now at Delta plus, right? And it's becoming more and more rapid, right? Because the virus is getting smarter and smarter while we here humans are getting stupider and stupider. That is it for today's Woke AF Daily podcast. To hear more from me, including five full hour long shows every single week, exclusive guest interviews and more, support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Woke AF. Power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.